Please keep reminding you how quick this life is. It's time to widen your eyes and confront this. There is no later, it's all here and now. This is your life. You only live once. Whoa, it's your life. It's nobody else's your truth. You only live once. Your life, your dreams and your choice is your truth. You only live once. Hard times, they only get harder when you focus on all you don't have instead of all you do. Choices you make change your destiny. There is no rewind, there's no redo. Because it's your life. Nobody else says your truth You only live once Your life Your dreams and your choices Your truth You only live once Your love 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 Welcome, welcome. This is Sports Focus Recap. My name is Preacher. I'm here every single Tuesday from 5 to 6. My co-host isn't here today, uh, and we both weren't here yet. Last week, I got hurt. It's a long story short, but I'm okay. Fell off a roof. Yes. I'm that guy who's clumsy. DK has work stuff to do today. We do have real jobs, believe it or not. So he is missed, but you know what that means it means that when dk is not here i'm running this show and i'm gonna be very it's my opportunity kind of to get out a lot of stuff off my chest and i don't want dk's name to be on it so it's all my opinions and controversy and we got a lot to talk about in sports this week i was gone for two weeks. well it's two weeks i've been gone so we didn't even get to talk about the Super Bowl, which I'm going to start about. and talk about a little halftime. We're going to talk a little Kobe. We're going to talk a little quarterbacks. We're going to talk a little bit of National Anthem. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to be all over the map. The XFL debuted. I'm going to just try and go and go. I wrote a whole list of stuff that we're going to be talking about today that we're going to be. My mom would kill me for that. 
<laughs> type of language. It's not grammatically correct. But like I do every single week, I like to uh, kind of focus on local bands. The first band I'm going to be playing them today is called Yolo Mambo, and that first song is Your Life. I'll play a couple more tracks from their CDs. We have like a huge bin in here where all the local stuff is, and I like to try and, you know, play some local stuff. So let's go ahead and get started, talk about the Super Bowl. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I'm not sorry. Uh, So let's go ahead and full full disclosure for you who don't know this. I am from originally, uh, I live in Texas, Fort Worth, Dallas area for a, a large part of my my years, but coming kind of the formative years of, of sports. I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm a Spurs fan. We moved to L.A., so I'm a Dodgers fan. And I'm a hockey fan. I'm a Mighty Ducks just because of that movie growing up, Flying V, you know, quack, quack, quack. But uh, full disclosure, my co-host is a Niners fan. He's a Lakers fan. He's a Dodgers fan. I feel like he just picks winning squads. I, I've said it to his face so I can say it behind his back. But he knows that I am not exactly a San Francisco 49ers fan. It's nothing personal. In fact, I picked them to win. Good luck. That's probably why they lost. I picked them to win, and I'm typically, since I live in Davis, usually enjoy the fact that people around here are happy when the Niners win. Uh, But, you know, I secretly was not going to be rooting for the Niners or Green Bay Packers ever or, and everyone else in my division. That's just how the world works. They pull off uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Patrick Mahomes and, more importantly, to Andy Reid, who's been coaching for a number of years with the Eagles teams. I was He's my nemesis for so long. Had those great Donovan McNabb T.O. teams and finally pulled off the win. So let's go a little bit into detail. Patrick Mahomes himself didn't have a great first half. In fact, he looked vulnerable as the heir apparent to what is supposed to be the next generation of quarterbacks. He, He looked all right, but he showed up when it mattered, and that was two beautiful plays. And here's some of the controversy and the things that that I would like to talk about. So those of you who have are not who listen to the show, when I first started Sports Focus Recap, we were the only sports show on the air. Now there's a couple more, and I, I realized we were all kind of doing similar things. You know, we were all kind of saying scores. We uh, There's another – Eye on Sports is two good guys that came into my show, and they were able to kind of shadow us. and And I realized we were doing the same thing. And they do a lot of the local sports and a lot, of, and they, but they're local guys. I think they're from Davis, California. So I was like, DK, man, we ain't gonna be doing the same thing that they're doing. So we change, and with my great pleasure, we get to be a little bit more controversial, and we get to tell our opinions just a little bit more without having to report the scores, and that is a blessing for me, and I am glad that I was able to have that chain, but Patrick Mahomes did his thing, and here's the thing that um, I really, really, really want people to understand. I like We all saw the last play, and a lot of people kept saying, well, it was a lucky pass. All you Niners fans keep telling me there's a lucky pass. There's really not that such a thing as a lucky 60-yard pass off your back foot. Now, 
Most of you think that a quarterback, and this is true, they're, they're the cream of the crop, 1% in the world. That's why they make money. That's why they are who they are. I challenge you. You hear what I said? I challenge you to go pick up a football right now. Go out to your local park. Go to the schoolyard. Go to the high school. Go to the college if you can. And throw that thing as far as you possibly can. Even if you have to, I don't want to say hurt yourself, but just chuck it as far as you got. One, I'm going to tell you, two, one, uh, you ain't going to throw it no 60 feet. 60 yards, excuse me. You might throw it 60 feet. <laughs> you ain't throwing it 60 yards. I'm telling you that right now. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. You are not throwing that ball 60 yards, or you will be in the pros as well. Two, you don't have a bunch of big old men trying to, to basically have legal right to destroy you. Three, it ain't off your back foot. That man threw an unbelievable pass and here's what you may or may not have known. He actually called for that play. So I want to give him props, not taking anything away from him. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. I said it. <laughs> I just can't help it. I just can't help it. It's so funny. But other than that, let's go ahead and talk about the Niners side and how I'm just a little bit disappointed in what was going on on the Niners side of the organization. Let's start with. Jimmy G, who just showed that he might be Niners fans, he might have to be a little bit concerned about this. He might just be a normal, average quarterback. What you going to do? What are you going to do? And so he paid the man all that money. He looked vulnerable. And here's the thing that I will, I have for the whole season been very, very on the side of Kyle Shanahan, I think he's an excellent coach. I think he's the wave of the future. Uh, how he and, and things that you may or may not know because I am a student of the game. I know you didn't know that. But things that you may or may not know is even how he had his linemen set up were causing problems for defenses. He was doing things, and he's an innovator of the game, and he was seeing things. And all year long, all year long, this man – uh, was running the ball successfully. He made stars out of people that I've never even heard of, and I'm just—I'm not trying to be mean because they're doing better and bigger things than I am. But about about a bunch of nobodies who weren't drafted. Uh, one of the guys who broke Eric Dickerson's record, in fact, was—you know—had uh, been cut or moved off from seven teams. So he was doing things that I thought were amazing on the football field, and all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he decides to stop running the football. <laughs> Woo! Too smart for your own good. And let Jimmy G decide the outcome of the game. And Jimmy G was vulnerable. Maybe he believed in him. Uh, we all know that uh, Bill Belichick believed in Jimmy Garoppolo. We all know that other people have. But I just was shocked and amazed that that's how the 49ers ended up losing that game. All of Northern California was just quiet, maybe for the best. I don't want to see all those parties and people getting all crazy and stuff. So once again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl champions. And you may be saying, ah, oh, Preacher, you've been pretty tame without DK today just talking a little sports. I have not started yet. And so let's go ahead and start talking a little bit about the whispers and about what's going on 
at the halftime show. You didn't think you're going to escape, right? You didn't think we were not going to talk about the halftime show. And which way do you, if you are a betting person, feel like I'm going to talk about this? So J-Lo and Shakira, in my opinion, probably put on one of the best halftime shows that I have ever seen. I have a list. I'm going to tell you what the list is. Number one, of course, had to be Prince's halftime show when he's singing Purple Rain and out of nowhere uh, or out of everywhere comes the rain. That was just probably picture perfect. Couldn't have wrote a better script than that, and it was Prince. You can't beat that with a baseball bat. Second to me probably was the Michael Jackson when he came, literally comes in a little air backpack down to the stadium and that was in Pasadena I happened to be living in Pasadena at the time and just stood there and put on one of the best shows and this is on my top five I, I, I'm gonna put this number three and so some of the stuff that is going on that you may or may not have seen is uh and I wanted to share this and I feel like it's very important and it relates to sports as well the you saw the kids were in cages singing let's Let's get loud. You saw the female empowerment sign. Appreciate and support the sisters always. The meaning of the Puerto Rican flag shown while singing born in the USA. Puerto Ricans remain our Americas to address the lack of support during the time of the disaster. And Shakira, she made like kind of that like kind of sound with her tongue. And that was to resemble the how of thrilling uh, equality that women make when they do in, uh, in the Middle East when they're celebrating. So these are some of the underlying things that you may have missed. It's all on social media. So if you don't believe me, go ahead and check it out. But I found it very important and something important that we should talk about uh, for a couple reasons. One is because as we sit here and debate uh, in the halftime show, uh, one, we have two women who looked amazing. And, you, you know, I'm going to say it, and uh, there's no disrespect here, but they're both around 50 years old. Well, Shakira's 48 and JLo's 50. They looked amazing. Amazing. The show had a lot of skin. <laughs> and I guess that's where a lot of people are complaining whether the halftime show was appropriate. And this is just something, and, and this is not a political show. And we only talk about stuff as it relates to sports. But that is just something I find to just be just Bush League and embarrassing. When we have the guy from uh, Maroon 5 shirtless last year, nobody complained. But now all of a sudden, the middle, uh, the, the older women who can rock it and put on one of the best shows I've ever seen are getting a little criticism. I just think we need to go ahead and find our priorities while at the same time and in the same light, we are talking about some of the issues that were just kind of thrown under the rug. So I felt it my obligation, and I wanted to go ahead and just say that uh, what happened that you might have missed. Go ahead and Google it. Like I say, it was all on the Facebook. But come on, people. The show was great. J-Lo was amazing. Shakira was great. Putting a Latin flair must have been really, really amazing. And just in case you forgot where the Super Bowl was, it was at the Hard Rock, uh, Hard Rock Hotel in Miami. So it was a home crowd, home cooking, home dishes. And I bet you that that was a lot of fun and a lot of party. Once again, this is Sports Focus Recap. I'm just beginning. My name is Preacher. It's a name, not a title. DK is not here today. We're coming back to talk more about football, the year of the black quarterback. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting for this one.
sun in the sky, you know I feel breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new day, it's a new dawn, it's a new life for me. in the sea you know how I feel river running free well you know how I feel blossom on a tree you know how I feel it's a new day it's a new dawn it's a new life for me I'm feeling good. Grasshopper out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, well, you know what I mean. Whoa, sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean. And this old world is a new world, and I'm Welcome back. Once again, my name is Preacher. This is Sports Focus Recap, talking a little bit of sports. I had to break down the Super Bowl and the halftime show, but I'm not done today. DK, uh, the heckler, is not here today, so I kind of open up the floodgates when I am by myself. He does kind of balance me in a lot of ways, so I'm running solo today, not done, talking sports once again. that I am featuring music today from the YOLO Mambo, there's a bit in here, and we always have uh, we're like local and live musicians, so I try my best to always pick from that, and it's kind of bad. So I like to, I'm enjoying that song so far. The Yolo County Department of Alcohol and Drug and Mental Health provides services to help individuals with serious mental illness, lot 
live as contributing successful members of the, their family and the communities. Excuse me. The department also offers substance abuse prevention and treatment for programs. The department serves community members of all ages at multiple locations countywide. To reach the Davis Clinic, call 530-757-5530 for more information available at VLYOLOCounty.com. Or once again, let's go ahead and talk. So here's something that's been uh, I've been wanting to talk about for a number of uh, a number of weeks, but I just I, I wanted it to wait to a time where I didn't want to put DK, even though I'm interested in what he had to say. If you can't tell, which I I'm, are by my expressions, you know that's kind of stereotypical in itself. But I am an African American man. This is Black History Month. They got an extra day today this this month. I mean, we got 29 days because of leap year, and I'm proud a uh, 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 proud Black man. And you know, I'm still working hard. And there's always these different things that, as Black men, especially even in a small town like Davis, believe it or not, that we have to strive and be. And this year was the year there's an article written in the undefeated it's a very popular sports uh magazine started and founded by african-americans that uh in the under there's an article uh that talks and refers to the black quarterback and these are the things that you have to in a way embrace but it also kind of makes me upset in a lot of ways because we have to start as we define what the NFL is. And this was the very first, this is the third quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl who's African-American and Patrick Mahomes. But we had four go to the playoffs, and we had five what was a really good years and two more up. And, and there's, we had a couple that didn't have great years, the Jameis Winstons of the world and the guy from, uh, from the Washington Racial Slurs. But we had Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. You had... Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, who congratulations, won the MVP, and then, of course, Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why this is important is because we're labeling what is considered or not considered the black quarterback. And so traditionally throughout history, when we talk about the black quarterback, you you see some people like in, re, in reference to the Warren Moons, the McNabs of the world who has success but were never able to win at a level. And the reason why it was said this and the reason why we have these kind of debates and controversy is the athleticism doesn't necessarily translate to the accuracy on the field and doesn't necessarily translate into the pocket presence with the ability to play that position. And so some of, even some of the people that we have that have success at it aren't black quarterbacks. Like Steve Young was an, uh, was an example of someone who had great pocket presence and was also very athletic. And we see this similar. And then, but the whole debate has always been who is the ability of that style to translate to winning. And let me go ahead and say this. This is not a, a race debate in any way because I feel like the similar things happen when it comes, for example, to uh, white uh, white uh, DBs, you know, or white court, uh, receivers. Like they can't be the fast guy. They have to always be the slot, dependable receiver. But in history, and, and the reason why I find this so important and I really want to address it today is we see – 
from the trickle downs of high school and all, you already manically told that you can't be a quarterback or you 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 might be fast and you can't be a receiver or a cornerback. And these are the things that I want to uh, challenge us to question and to make note of because they are important and when it develops the perception of NFL players and the perception of success. So for the first time this year, we had a multiple of black quarterbacks who did well. And why is that? Do you think that there is just a misnomer? I'm asking a question. Do you think it's because their game has been changed? When Lamar Jackson, who just won MVP, um, came out of the league, he went in the third round, the MVP of the league. There were several people who says that he should change his position that he should be a receiver or, or something along those lines, that he would not have success. And a lot of them have backpedaled, and they said it has nothing to do with race. But it does, in every single level, has to do with his inability to play. One, he was playing a, a style of football that was conducive to the NFL. You know, So why wouldn't you think this man, young man has a success? So these are just the things that I like. Uh, you to think about as it relates, even when it comes to, you know, how come Danny Amendola is in the slot? How come he can't be fast? So a lot of it has to do with just straight up fast twitch muscles and fast and speed, et cetera, et cetera. But some of it is the mindset that we have. And this leads me to another issue before we take a small break is this so-called, so-called, and I really want uh, people to come on the air, and this is going to be just me going letting loose today. Excuse me if you're already tired of my voice, but uh, DK will be back next week, and <laughs> you can hear us banter in the way that we normally do, but he ain't here today, so it's all the preacher show. And so when we talk about things, like, for example, like the Rooney Rule, so a lot of people are coming to the, this conclusion, you know, if you're not familiar with the Rooney Rule, for example, let me go ahead and tell you what it's about. Every coaching position that's open in NFL, you have to at least uh, interview a minority candidate, you know, uh, at least interview them. You have to let them know who it is. And what that was was at the time it gave people the opportunity that would not normally have an opportunity to coach. Uh, at least get a job interview and, and with the hope maybe you can whine and dine and show your scheme and show your ability to be a good coach and therefore you could convince an owner or a GM or a president that you were the right person for a job. We have seen in, in the recent years that this isn't working. Now, go, let me go ahead and say this. I am a firm believer, and I am somebody who's African-American. I don't necessarily believe in affirmative action, and this is a, that's a different conversation for another day. I want the best qualified person. I don't want uh, for the job when it relates to fire or when it relates to doctors, lawyers. I Give me the best. <laughs> but I will say, though, that it is what's happening now in the NFL is showing something that's a little bit disgraceful. And, and let me explain why to you this, this is why I say them. We're finding coaches now that have little to no experience at all being hired at a high level uh, for coaching positions. And I'm not going to name each coach and say why they're qualified or why they're not. That's not this type of show. But what I want you to think about is – to say you've worked in a position like from the grounds up, say you've worked your qualifications where I was a player, then I was an assistant coach, then I was a coach, then I was a coordinator, and 
I'm getting looked over by people who never even coached on an NFL level, who's only coached college. Now, something ain't right with that. Something is really wrong with that, and I don't understand or can't explain it. And a lot of times people, especially within the black community, they say it's up to the uh, players to speak up for coaches. And here's another thing that I want you to think about. Imagine this. Imagine that in this position or this job you have, 90% of the people that, uh, that you work with look like you but aren't getting hired in positions of authority. These are the questions that we need to ask ourselves and why are they are, are, are not happening. No, it's not up to a man who's trying to provide for his family and keep his job to put himself on a social platform that he has to take up fights. It's up to the owners. It's up to management. It's up to the media. I recently read an article that talked about how and why people uh, assume that athletes should take political stands. And there's there's this huge debate, just be quiet and play and dribble a ball versus I have a platform, so I'm going to use it. And that was within the within the person themselves but everybody ain't qualified to talk about everything that comes to their mind as my mama talked in my ear you ain't gotta say everything that comes to your mind preacher everything so there's just these things that i like you to think about it's not up to them but i do think a lot of times the media doesn't focus we put microphones in lebron james face we put microphones in front of these coaches and saying why something does and does not work where are the microphones in front of the faces of the owners and people responsible for this you know and i like to a lot of times tell people to take race out of it if you were just a normal person who worked hard your whole life and were constantly getting passed over by people with less inexperience than you how would you your mind feel about that you know it's there's this is not the most qualified this is not the better person and in most cases, it doesn't even work. Once again, this is Sports Focus Recap. My name is Preacher. I'm not done yet, but we're about halfway done. Thank you again for your ears. I'm going to take one more small break. This is KDRT LP 95.7. My co-host isn't today, so I get to just talk about some things that I have been thinking about, and that was one of them. I'm coming back to stay controversial. I'm going to probably get uplift. I'll have one more segment that I want to talk about, and then we'll probably talk a little bit about the XFL, the future of Tom Brady in Dallas. And But before that, I got to talk a little bit more about some Kobe stuff, and then we'll be done with the me yelling or me pretending like I know everything, which I know I don't. <laughs>
Focus recap. Once again, my name is Preacher. I'm here running solo today, so I get to vent and let the floodgates open. I don't like to run solo all the time, but because, you know, I feel like sometimes it's necessary. We have to, you know, and I don't like to put sometimes my opinions on the words of DK. So uh, when he's not here, I get to kind of just vent and talk and yell at you guys or not really yell at you. <laughs> Just having fun and just get you thinking some different perspective. Want to be part of the grassroots radio scene in Davis? Whether you're 10 year old or celebrating your 10th anniversary of retirement, KDRT has opportunities for you behind the mic and behind the scenes. To learn more, drop by the W. Excuse me, I'm having a. I should start wearing my glasses to this, and maybe it'll help my situation. To learn more, drop. By the DMA building in 1623 5th Street, Tuesday through Fridays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. or call 530-757-2419 or email info at kdrt.org. Got through that read, you guys. Yeah, we do these live reads. I don't mind them at all, especially because a lot of them have to do with the community and some really good things. So I feel like it's our duty and important. And speaking of duty and importance, I have to go ahead. We are a sports show. Now that football season is over, mm -hmm. as I claim back my Sundays, I'm thinking about joining a bowling league or something, as I claim back my life and my Sundays <laughs> from being not just Sundays, if you want to be honest about it, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday, as I claim back my week as we've been conditioned to watch so much football, I have to talk a little bit about the XFL. Okay. I one thing I will say that's different about uh, what happened. If you guys weren't around, I don't know, or didn't care about to watch the XFL when it first came out. Uh, I think uh, McMahon, who's in charge of the XFL, really was trying to make football clash with WWE. 
And, you know, they were putting on shows. They were doing things with the cheerleaders. He hate me. Everybody can remember that name. And it, it just seemed kind of like a circus, like they were making a mockery of it. So they've done some different things this time around. The most notable one is they stagger the game. So there's only eight teams. There's technically nine, but one's a reserve team. There's only eight teams, so you can watch every single game, and they stagger them on the networks. Vince McMahon went out of the way to get his money. I think he put up some of his own money. So you have ESPN as a partner as well as Fox. And so you're getting really good games on real TVs. They're, sell they pay they're paying the quarterbacks well. All this kind of stuff that you see – is different this time around. They have done some different things with the rule changes. They have done some different things with the uh, extra points and stuff. But here's my only thing, and I'm, I'm not trying to be skeptical just yet. I want to go ahead and watch a team. I find it's really, really the only thing positive so far I can say is I like the names better, like the Roughnecks and the <laughs> all this kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool when you think about it. But I looked at two games last week one was the dallas game and i'm trying to find out like if i should pick a team how do you pick a, a team of a or a opening you can't i'm a cowboys fan because i lived in texas and then i moved to la and now i've lived in davis where's the closest sacramento to i don't know so I, i'm just rooting for the winner i guess but the one thing that i saw i watched two games this weekend it just didn't look professional to me um, I've, I felt like when I was watching the national championship game between Clemson and LSU that that was more professional football than I was watching with these guys. I saw some punts, and they look small. I just, I'm not a board, but I'm not giving up hope yet. I don't want to be those guys. I just don't know why we need more football. We have European League. We have Canadian League. We have just league, league, leagues, leagues, and they're not popular but this one, I wish them all but luck. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. It's officially, officially basketball season. Once football is done, basketball, once basketball is done, baseball starts for me and so on and so on. I think next week I'll talk. I'll do some research. I don't know much about it, about hockey. But basketball season, let's talk about the East. I'm only going to go over the top five teams in the East. Uh, the Bucks are surprising everybody with Antetokounmpo still being the lead for MVP candidate. I believe that he's the lockdown favorite for now as the MVP. The Raptors are doing something surprising. They're winning without Kawhi Leonard. They're uh, second place in the East right now with a 40-14 and 14 record. After them, the Celtics, who I believe are going to be scary, they haven't played healthy in a while, but when they do play healthy, they beat up on people. And I'm very surprised uh, that they're kind of, people are kind of not talking about them as much in the East. Who they are talking about, however, is the Miami Heat. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a Pat Riley fan, I'm a, a D Wade fan. Just love the brother, how he dresses. He's sharp, smooth. Of course, I'm a Shaquille O'Neal fan, Alonzo Mourning fan. The one thing that I love that they're doing in Miami is they brought in Jimmy Butler, and people were like, he's not enough to win. They are beating people up, man. They are doing such a good job over there with a 35-18 record at number four in the league and probably one of the most disappointing teams of the year. And I'm not going to do what a lot of people in sports are doing 
calling Joel and be soft and says he can't play as a big man. You know, uh, sometimes you know they, they did that similar thing to Dwight Howard. There's been other big men. What we expect from someone who could be dominant, who just might not have it in them. But the Sixers have been the surprising team that hasn't been doing as well as you may have want them to do. So that is a little bit surprising. I wish them the best. I don't see them coming out of the East, though, with all those people, man, with the uh, assurgence of my of the Heat, with the Celtics and the Raptors. The Raptors were surprising. These are teams you didn't think were going to be doing well, and they're just balling. The question I think you would have to ask yourself is, is Simmons and Embiid going to be future? Or are they going to end up working out together? I think that's a fair Point, and so we shall see. Let's go ahead and talk about the West. I, let me go ahead and get this out of the way. You guys all know that I am a San Antonio Spurs fan. It comes from my childhood. I, I can never prove it, but I'm pretty sure my mother had a crush on David Robinson. She told me because he was a good Christian man, but I was like, yeah. Later on, I was like, a lot of a lot of shoulders around them, <laughs> Christian. But the West is doing some things that this, I have to bring my Spurs up because, like always, we're in the middle of the pack. No superstars. What y'all doing to me, man? What y'all doing to me? You're bringing my blood pressure up. I already got to take medication for this stuff. You bring them. Uh, so the Spurs are like in the middle of the pack, like always. Very disappointed. They don't got a star. I just it's, it's, it just defeats me. I'm going to go try and check out the Spurs next month at Sacramento. Lakers are doing what the Lakers do. The only question with them that I would be weary of, and if you want to think about it, just be a little weary of can LeBron maintain this? LeBron is one of those dudes. I am a huge LeBron fan off and on the court. This man knows how to take care of his body, but he's going to have to do a lot. And it seems like they got a lot of people on that team. They still need a scorer. They didn't do anything in the trade deadline, which came and went. The Nuggets, the surprising team in the West, you knew they were going to be good, but you didn't know they were going to be second. Uh, third is the Clippers, who just signed an off uh, restriction was Morris. If you don't know about those Morris brothers, man, go Google a little bit about them. Those guys come to play. They're rough riders. They're in your face. I think that was a very good pickup for the Clippers. Clippers ain't messing around, man. I like Doc Rivers. Uh, I think that that is going to be – I can't wait till the playoffs come and we get to see the Clippers and the Lakers battle. The Jazz and the Rockets, once again, the Rockets are doing something that has never been done before. We keep saying that kind of stuff. But the Rockets went ahead and traded their center at the trade deadline. So that means for the first time, I guess, since 1962, I believe, there was no one taller than like 6'7 on their team. And we are like, 6'7, that's pretty tall. Not a basketball thing. So they are going all in with the small ball, which to their – they beat the Lakers, uh, who were on a really on a roll for a little bit, but I don't know if that can sustain. Uh, James Harden is doing what James Harden does, taking over games. There's this huge debate when you go small ball of three points are worth more. Well, that's not a debate; that's just mathematics. But three points are worth more than two points. So for every two they get, we get three. And that's cool, but you give up so much in the paint. You give up so many rebounds. So we're going to see how well that does. The Thunder, Chris Paul got traded and is having an unbelievable year. And the Mavericks, Grizzlies, and Trailblazers kind of round up the top. Uh, I don't expect much for them in the playoffs. 
Once again, thank you for your ears. This is Sports Focus Recap. Got one more break to go, and then we'll be right back. Thank you. My name is Preacher. It's a name, not title. Running solo today. DK the Heckler will be back next week. admit you love me and so how am I ever to know you always tell me perhaps perhaps quizás estás perdiendo el tiempo pensando pensando por lo que más tú quieras hasta cuando Si pasan los días y yo desesperando y tú, tú contestando, quizás, quizás, perhaps. Every time I ask you, you say you If you really love me, say yes, but if you don't, dear, confess, and please don't tell me, perhaps, perhaps, quizás. Once again, this is Sports Focus Recap. My name is Preacher. I'm here. Every, this show airs every single Tuesday from 5 to 6. And this replay time is actually in the mornings. I got. I like to listen in the mornings, kind of hear what I'm saying and critique myself a little bit. Once again, I play music from local bands throughout this show. Today I've been playing a YOLO Mambo. I kind of dig in their little flavor there, kind of mellow uh, little Mambo mix. And they're based out of YOLO County, somewhere around here. I have to do more research. So I've been playing there. I'll probably end on one more last song them. I just realized, you guys, once again, DK's not here. He'll be back next week. He's heading uh, on a trip. He has a day job, so he's manager. He couldn't make it today. Uh, so I get to vent and talk a little bit about the stuff that I just want to talk about. Yeah, that's as much as I'm singing. And so I am going to take a few minutes for all you Cowboy haters to talk about my team, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. 
America's team. And people always give me a hard time. They ain't America's team no more. Oh, yes, they are. Not only are they the richest, uh, worth the, the most valuable team, including all those soccer teams in America, in America as well, they also have the most fans and I'll even say most haters. So that sounds very American to me. But let me go ahead and talk to you a little bit about what. Give me my five. Give me my couple minutes. DK's not here. I let him berate me and talk to me about the San Francisco Niners who lost all year. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the Cowboys while he is not here. So what they doing to my man Dak Prescott? Oh, my God. It's just a travesty. Pay that man his money. Let me say that again. Pay that man his money. And this is like, unlike earlier when I was talking about the Rooney Rule and, and, you know, the black quarterback, this ain't got nothing to do with race. This has to do, well, I guess it does because I do believe that if it was Tony Romo, he would have got paid already. This has to do with success, image, and productivity that as a cowboy, what you're trying to achieve. Dak Prescott came into the league. Let me go ahead and give his bio. Tony Romo gets hurt. He does so well that Tony Romo has to retire. Tony Romo has become one of the best play-by-play uh, -play people, so maybe going to make a lot of more money playing, doing play-by-play -play for for TV than he is when he's quarterbacking almost as much like he needs the money. But he's really good. He got his niche. Dak has done nothing but have success. He's had already in his career more playoff wins than Tony Romo did. Bet you didn't know that stat. He's done everything Jerry Rice, uh, I mean, excuse me, Jerry Jones asked him to do when he talked about the from the Kaepernick kneeling, had the paper answer when he talked about being black and his mom is being white, has the paper answer, never missed the game, shows up on time, does every single thing you want him to do. Now, now, he wants his money. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want to pay him the money, you're going to franchise him. And this is, this is where sometimes things go a little bit weird for me because we saw Zeke Elliott, and I was a proponent of make Zeke wait for his money. <laughs> I was complete opposite of most people may think. I know the running back positions less on your career. I know all this kind of stuff, yada, yada, yada. I know all this good stuff. But the man hadn't proven what I believe that Dak has proven. Pay that man his money. And what's even more insulting and what's even more of something that's been going on lately are the rumors that they're going to trade him for Tom Brady. What? Now, there's no debate in this. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not saying the most accurate. I'm not saying the best. In those conversations, you'll have Peyton Manning, you'll have Dan Marino, you'll have Troy. But we define best on success. There's no one in the league that's ever more successful than him. I didn't create the rules. I didn't make this happen. That's just how the rules, the man is legit. But he's old man now, man. And I'm not saying old because he's the same age as me, and I don't consider myself old just yet while my body hurts. But he, in football terms, in football statistics, in a football life, this is a young man's game. 
not because older people can't do it, but because of the physical strain it takes on your body to do that position. And so you have the audacity, the know-how, the umph, the, the machismo, whatever you want to call it. You got that, Dallas Cowboys, my beloved Dallas Cowboys. That's how you're going to do my man Dak? Is that how you're going to do my man Dak? It's just a travesty. It's a disrespect to him, and we need to change this and make it happen. Now, the last thing I'm going to talk about, and I've been waiting for this, and I'll probably play. Oh, before I, I got to, I got to do these reads. Join Nancy Flag around the campfire to hear the authentic Western music of cowboy poetry. Tune in for Cowboy Tracks live Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. on KDRT. For replay times, visit kdrt.org and click the schedule tab. This is when I like to tell people don't to go ahead and check out the schedule tab. I guarantee there's something on the air that you would like. Uh, DK will be back next week. Uh, it is, I won't lie to you, it's very difficult sometimes to do a show by yourself. You A lot of people think, oh, man, I could talk for an hour, but it's, it's, uh, you have to watch this and watch that. And I'm not complaining, but thank you for allowing me to kind of vent myself today. And I don't mind doing it. The last thing that I have to talk about today is, and this is, and I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a little bit of controversy, a little bit of oomph. There's been so much debating about Kobe Bryant. Uh, and some people are getting really nasty and really ugly in his defense. And I, I believe that they are just as guilty as the people who are not, uh, who are attacking him. I just, in the scheme of good versus bad, there are times in your life where I feel that it is important to bring up people's downfalls. God knows that I am not a perfect person and when I was a young man I got in a lot of fights and yeah, 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 and I have some regrets and I believe we all as humans learn and grow. There is no denying that Kobe Bryant had rape allegations. Uh, that were committed against him. There's no denying this. There's no, you know. But I really challenge you to go back and do some research on what ended up happening. You know, we had a lady, and I'm not a victim blaming her as well. I, I don't want to do that because I believe it is important for domestic violence. Kobe didn't backpedal. He never said that. He, he tried to acknowledge and move forward. That being said, I find it very wrong sometimes that we wait till people have passed away or to when they're at their most vulnerable to attack. And the only uh, conclusion that I have of people who attack, I've, I've put myself in a position in my lifetime where, like, I, I we all as humans can be defensive sometimes. Like, it's just human nature when we feel threatened or the, the most common thing to do is to kind of to just attack back. But I just want us to just not dwell on the offense and just to dwell that this man meant a lot to basketball on just a pure basketball level of why people have fans, one. Also, on another level, just to imagine uh, and, and to give kind of like credence or give a little bit of props to the families of these people. You know what I'm saying? You, you, celebrity or not, somebody's lost their father, somebody lost their husband, and not just Kobe Bryant. 
you know, uh, somebody lost their best friend. Somebody lost, uh, there was a young man whose parents were involved in the crash. He lost his sister and both of his parents, some helicopter driver. And so I, I go back to this, and I want to say, in kind of on this note, and I want to say thank you for putting up with me today. Like I said, I just kind of vented a little bit. When DK's not here, I have these opportunities. But I just want to say, like, I really believe in this new year that we need to look for the positive of things. Negative stuff does exist, and and there's no way we can get around with that. But I just want to give just respect to all those people who lost their families and lost their loved ones and just you know like i said in the beginning so you ain't gotta say everything that comes to your mind you know and comes to you. <laughs> let's think and choose why we're saying things and why we're choosing to hurt people because i believe that us bringing each other up is the best way thank you for your ears this is sports focused recap my name is preacher it's a name not a title i'm here every single i'm actually here Every uh, Tuesday from my show, Praise Town Preacher, and then Sports Focus Recap is every Tuesday from 5 to 6. Uh, DK will be back next week, and our normal show will go on. I want to, again, we've been playing songs from YOLO Mamba. Let's go ahead and end on them shows on their CD, and I will be back next week. Thank you, guys. down trees putting up reindeers singing songs of joy and peace I don't want to play a Christmas song I'm sorry ritorni mai più Poi d'improvviso veniva dal vento rapito. E in